0: Welcome to the Impactful Leaders podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Clark. For the last decade, I've had the privilege of learning from impactful leaders across the globe through my service in the Peace Corps and nonprofits. Their leadership has inspired me to highlight those among us who are truly impacting our world so that we may learn from them and be more impactful together. Yes, leadership can be learned. The guests on our show are providing direction, inspiration, and leading the way in their business and community through service. Are you ready to have an impact? Welcome to the Impactful Leaders Podcast. So I'm happy. I don't know how we connected or when we did, but I'm glad we're finally able to connect in person and kind of talk. Um, yeah. Can you kind of give an expl- ex- an explanation of what you guys... Um, do for services who you like kind of a basic story of how you got started with them and what you do okay yeah so um team vision was actually born
1: from we were an owner from a roofing company in ohio um you know he saw the lack of um, operations management or carrying out you know the little details that could sometimes get in the way of an owner like at the beginning when you're starting out you know to save money and to kind of make sure you're doing things right. The owner does everything. So yeah. that kind of, that kind of creates bottlenecks. And when you do start getting more salesman, you know, project support and things like that, you figure out that the rest of your team is not ready to carry out a smooth operation and the customer experience that you are promising your clients. Mm-hmm. He noticed that, you know, um, he wanted to create kind of like a call center that, at the beginning, you know um, that you know would take phone calls, would be there pretty much 24/7. Like I said, you know, no off days, no weekends, no holidays, none of that. You know, just always be there for the client. But as that developed, that idea developed. You know, it started getting into more of handling permits, you know, setting up material deliveries, orders, scheduling project installations, um, coordinating with your workforce. You know, when they should get there, what time they should get there. Um, a lot of times when you're on site, you know, you run short on material, and there's nobody there to really f- verify what happened. You know where that material is going. There's a lot of waste created, so we're constantly there, you know, checking on them. Um, for the last three years, we've been virtually supervising with roofing crews. You know, with the roofing leader, um, yeah. every step of the inst- of the installation. So we know and we have proof that that roof has been installed according to manufacturing standards, you know? In 10 years, when they go back and they need a warranty check on that, nobody is gonna, you're not gonna get a, a, um, you're not gonna have your warranty revoked because it was not installed properly, right? Mm -hmm. So, as well as, you know, updates, communication with the homeowner, keeping them happy. um, You know, it's a voice of reassurance, like, Things happen, right? You promise a client a certain date, but you know, unexpected weather changes, uh, material deliveries or last minute problems with the cruise. You know, I don't know, tire blew out on the way to work. There are situations that you're just not gonna be able to control. And you are gonna deal with upset homeowners and upset clients because you, you told them, hey, my guys are gonna be there at 10. Why aren't they there at 10, right? So when you're running a business and you're trying to sell more roofs and you gotta go check on things and you gotta, be, you gotta meet clients, you can't, like, how are you responding to all this that's going on on the other side of your company? You know what I'm saying? So it's it's something that we take, it's a little bit of weight that we take off their back to let them continue selling. Um, there are a lot of virtual assistants, I guess you can call this virtual assistants, but there haven't there hasn't been that aggressive, that really internal roofing training, you know, that we provide to our, to whoever comes in the company. So every day, I mean, they've got about an hour that they're gonna be learning about roofs. When we started originally, like you don't even have the type of roofs that we, that you install in the US. Mm-hmm. You don't have them here in Peru, but <laughs> this guy made three modules and had us install three roofs. Like, I mean, nobody had ever been on a roof before, you know, and I mean, from zero all the way up, you know, we, we've done it firsthand. So the experience is there, it's intense, it's aggressive we know what we're doing, we know what we're like, we know what we need to focus on when we're looking at pictures, when we're looking at certain things, certain videos that you're sending, that your crew is sending, you know, hey, that isn't done right, or hey, this can be done better. And he's got about like 20 years of experience in the business. So, I mean, it's kind of hard to fool 20 years of experience, you know? So that's kind of where it puts us now in a situation where we're confident that what we're providing and, the processes that we take and that we implement um that they're going to be a positive influence in the company so now we're going public and offering this to whoever wants to hop on board
0: so is that outside of roofing companies as well like could any industry join in with this if it's because you're providing some sort of like guidance on how to set up the operations right yeah but um the thing is that The processes in any industry
1: are pretty much, you know- They're gonna differ. They're they're gonna differ, they're gonna differ, but I mean, you can create them. They're not, it's not not something complicated to do. The thing is that our niche is roofing. So if we wanna offer you, you know, A1 quality, then it's because we've got the experience in that niche. So, and basically that goes with contracting as well. You know, any type of contracting for us, like our marketing department and our imaging and branding department, what, they, they can take on anything that is contract because you know they have that experience we have that experience so but with the assistance it is very roofing niche you know it is like it puts us in a place where as if your crew tells you you know there are a lot of roofers or a lot of roofing company owners that aren't necessarily roofers they don't have that they haven't been you know they haven't been on a roof they haven't installed shingles for the last whatever years um, and you know a crew getting out of, you know, doing certain things or maybe not going the extra mile, they'll tell them, hey, this is okay. With us, you know, we'll look at things, we'll be like, hey, there's a better way to do this. Um, If your crew doesn't know how to do this, we'll teach them and we'll help them carry
0: out that project. Do you guys offer marketing stuff with them as well?
1: Mark, I think marketing is a very
0: loose term in this
1: industry. I think marketing personally is what you do. (laughs) What we do is image and brand we make you look good. You know, your truck is going to look good. Your sumo quotes are going to look good. Okay. Your shirts are going to look good. You know, your branding is just going to be off. I mean, videos and all that is going to be off the charts, but marketing, the word marketing, it's, it's what high digital does. (laughs) Yeah. yeah.
0: And then how, so are you, so you guys go as far as actually creating the content for them as well. Like you go out to these groups and you're creating the content. Um, for like their social media are you guys doing like tiktoks and all of that as well yeah
1: so we in the last like i said you know we've been in business with these two companies for the last four years and what we have been able to provide in the back and forth um business that we did was you know get material from them so whatever material we recorded you know roofing drones footage um roofing footage whatever it's ours so main what it what we prefer is that, yes, if you can send us a material or if we can get somebody to go out and record that material for you, it's going to be very, um, very organic to your brand. Yeah. But if you don't have that possibility or if it's not something that you want to invest in right now, we can provide it for you and just brand it your content. That's Do you, you edit brand.
0: yourself as well? I, could, I can see you have Premiere Pro. up. Yeah, on the
1: yeah man, it's it's nonstop editing right now. I mean, it's kind of like a, we're, we're at a startup right now. So, I mean, it's... We're If we're gonna offer the extra mile, we gotta go the extra mile, you know?
0: How did you get into doing like editing? Do you like, do you like, I guess one, the first question is do you prefer photo or video? And then how did you get into like this creative side? And then how did you, yeah, I'll let you finish that first before I'm sure I'll have a lot of questions. Later. Yeah, no, um,
1: uh, before moving out in, I lived in Gwinnett in Snowville and there were, I think there were classes in Georgia Tech, I believe, or I think maybe an apartment next to Georgia Tech.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, I, I don't even remember, but there, it was graphic, it was like basic graphic design, and it was just something to do over the summer. So I got into that. I liked it, you know, started, Uncle gave me a camera. Um, it kind of evolved from there, you know, once you get on a computer, I mean, it's, it's when you've got a creative side, it's the possibilities of what you can do are endless. And maybe three years ago, you know, when we started Team Vision, um, we needed some video, and I just didn't want to outsource that because it was like it was difficult to get what was out of my mind and it was difficult to know what I wanted. I didn't even know what I wanted, so I kind of started playing with Premiere and things like that. I liked it. I was good. like, when you have the graphic design, I've been a graphic designer for the last 15 years. When you have a graphic design base, um, like video editing is just putting stuff together and complementing with the graphic design, it, it flows yeah. so much better. And so I took courses for like about a year and it's been nonstop video editing for the last two years for me, day and night. So
0: it's, I've gotten good at it. Where do you go to learn that? Did you uh, go to YouTube? Did you take, were no, you paying for courses?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Karana has some good courses, master classes, things like that. But everything's been digital. I like with all the grind that's been happening, you know, in the last years, there was no way to get into classes and things like that, or at least not pers- like, physical classes so yeah everything's digital um or was digital you know this this has been about two years ago and from there it's just like I said you know with graphic design and being in the industry it all just complements so well exponentially just blows up
0: it's still tough though I mean I I don't have as much of a sense in terms of graphic design making things look pretty I enjoy Mm -hmm. photography that's I admire videography I try doing it I, I don't have the ability to do like probably the larger projects as I wish. I wish I got into like doing some special effects and some editing, kind of like what you do. But do you think like that is something that can be learned? I, I, I mean, I know it can be learned, but you, video specifically, because it's so tedious. Yeah, you really have to truly you actually have to have to like it and love it in order to deal with it especially when premiere pro is crashing every freaking 15 seconds
1: (laughs) yeah um i would say you can definitely teach i have two guys here that um are doing video editing right now they came in as graphic designers and they're doing what i do just at a slower pace but they've done that in about six months they've accomplished that in about six months what you can't teach is vision if you don't have the vision if you don't know what it's that gonna look like at the end. Muscle. Yeah, if 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 you, before you sit down, you gotta, like, it's already, you already have to have this movie playing here in your brain, in your head. If you can't do that, and if it doesn't look, I mean, you can do that and it's not, it's not gonna look like shit. Like, it's not gonna look good. Yeah. If you have
0: vision, then everything else under that can be top, no problem. Were you like that as a kid? Were you, were you on the creative side when you were younger? Yeah, my mom was always, blowing up man I had so many phone calls to
1: my mom from school you know hey get this kid on Saturdays. you know do something he can't stay still I mean it's you're just your head is going all the time you know you're walking down the street and you're picking up visual pieces that you know are going to influence whatever you do later
0: what were you doing when you were a kid were you like drawing were you spray painting were you painting
1: I was drawing I was drawing um either on my notebooks Or I was drawing with like little chump things on the desk and school. And I would fill like the whole border and make like a little frame and just like have my stuff in there all organized, like my my, my (laughs) schools and my my little book and stuff like that. I mean, it's, I guess, um, I guess when you're developing that creative um, momentum to when you reach, you know, a point in life where you're going to, hey, I want to do this for the rest of my life. um, I guess you've experienced so much picking up just like you learn how to pick up data you know like visual yeah. data that's going to influence your day-to-day and where you can offer clients later on so and, it's just you know it's it's kind of like when they have, say you got you know photographic memory yeah. like i do not like i gotta read the text like three times to, to get that stuck in my head but with design it's not that you me- it's not you can't memorize it but you take it in you know you take it in and it's it's just forms part of whatever it's going to go on from there
0: and, I'm trying to think of the question I had. Um, When it came time to go into like that program next to Georgia Tech or whatever it was, did you know you wanted to go in that or? No. I don't know. Like you just needed something to be busy. Was it you that sought it out? Or was it your parents, your mom saying, hey, Jorge, you should.
1: Yeah, no, it was. um, I think for some reason I couldn't skate that year. I don't know. I think maybe something happened in school. Skateboarding? yeah, something happened at school and I got my skateboard taken away and it was just like, shit, I got to do something because, you know, being so active, you just, you can't be stuck inside the house all day.
0: Yeah, no, that's just interesting because I think most, most people, if it came to in the summer, like, hey, you got to do something, they're not going to say, oh, let me enter this graphic design program over the summer. Right, at 14, 15. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even less so probably. So that's where it's really, curious like how you got in there because if you didn't do that who knows if you would have gone down if you would have had something to ignite right for you know, the path that you had thank and you then, man. um so you're doing this and then before you started team vision what made you want to take that jump from just being a creative to being a creative but also an entrepreneur like were you entrepreneur entrepreneurial oh no beforehand? i think hand or right um
1: i i met my wife about eight years ago um and she was studying medicine at the time and her goals were just so big compared to mine as a graphic designer yeah and it i guess it just became it it made me a little bit more ambitious and and then when i got into the industry and you know started selling things on my own and not just working for somebody um i liked the potential of what i could make so and i liked having the freedom to make it you know whenever I I could whenever I wanted to or whenever I could you know whenever I had the time because it is something that you could set up an office in your in your home and you know work from there um but yeah I think my wife had a lot to do with that man
0: yeah no I mean they say I think it's if you surround yourself with five people you need to you need to surround yourself with five people and I forget the exact word but essentially if you surround yourself with good people they're going to pull you up it's yeah. There's another one where if you surround yourself with millionaires, and you're making, say, a hundred thousand, mm-hmm. like once you get there, it like they're all gonna pull you up. Yeah.
1: It's one yeah, of. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree 100% with that idea. Um, and it's, you know, being young and, you know, you're you just act the fool sometimes in school, man. You know, and sometimes you're stupid enough to carry that even out of high school. So, I mean, when you find something you like and you find like the right people around you, you just, you settle down and shit, man, it just goes up from there.
0: And then, so what have, what were some of the biggest hurdles like that first? Because you've been open for two years, you said, or four?
1: No, this is our first year actually open to public, but we've, it's our fourth year actually working like, you know, closed doors with these companies
0: okay so um, what in those like first two years what were some of the biggest hurdles that you
1: the knowing not knowing shit about roofing it was it's <laughs> so it's so many steps and it, I, or at least now it's not but at the yeah, time yeah. it was so many steps and so many things you had to learn and not being able to you know physically be there um it, it, it was just complicating at first you know but once it's hands on once you know the grind the grind doesn't stop so once you've been there long enough, it just becomes a part of you.
0: How did you choose the roofing industry to go into? Um, I I didn't I didn't
1: um the like I said you know the president of Team Vision he is he he came out you know he found shit let me redo this okay <laughs> um
0: can you can you help me out with the question again my bad no just like what. I guess like when you guys were starting, um, you were mentioning how you didn't know anything about roofing and like you okay, guys okay, talk yeah. about that. Like, what? How did you get into roofing then? And if you didn't have that initial experience, what made you reach out? Did they reach out to you and say, "Hey, we need"? Yeah, yeah. Actually, that just, you sort of just fell into it, and from there, you're like, yes, exactly, shit. exactly. So
1: Luis, um, he's the president of the company. He's also he's family to me. Um, he reached out to me, he's like, hey, I'm putting this project together, you know, I need guys with this quality and this quality and be able to do this and that. And so he got together a, a group of like five people. And from there, it just went on, you know, it was, it was, hey, we, we got a project to do, you know, are you guys interested in the startup and interested in carrying this out? Um, let's see how far we can get it. And we just, we just learned, man, we, it, it, like, honestly, man, it's been one of the hardest things that I've had to teach myself to do um, because there was no like immediate passion for roofing, right? And I mean, there still isn't. I'm not, it's not like I want to go up on the roof and do, yeah, yeah. do things, but it, it
0: is a passion for this industry now. Do you think you will want to kind of branch away from that? Like, if you could choose an industry that you would want to work with.
1: Marketing wise, maybe the automotive um, industry, like fancy cars and things like that, yeah. fancy dealerships. That that'd be cool, man. They, it's it's really nice to create content for those kind of companies because it's so much, it's like adrenaline rush. You know, you're you're doing things on the highway, you're recording on the highway, you're it's it's nice, man. I've done it for practice, um, but I haven't actually worked with yeah, yeah And
0: that's somehow sometimes that's how you have to do it though you have to do it yourself just like i've seen lots of people on youtube like guys that i follow that have just gone out and made commercials with their own cars yeah they post them up or they send them to the company themselves they're like if they i think one of them was driving a jeep lived out in hawaii made some fancy commercial sent it to jeep and they were like this is really like this is awesome do you know Chris? do you follow chris howe no, I do not. Oh, he's from he lives in Toronto, but he's a fairly big he's friend. Do you know Peter McKinnon on YouTube? Yes, he's a oh, friend with Peter McKinnon. He's the blonde one. He's married to Oh another- is he the one with the shades all the time? No, I that's uh a- oh, okay. that's Maddie. This guy's okay, gonna have yeah, yeah. like long hair like this sometimes, but he's blonde Ooh. as well, fair skin. He's married to another woman who's also a photographer and she has like long blonde hair. Either way, I can send you that afterwards. Um, yeah. But he was from Toronto and what he would do is he would go around Toronto and like small towns and just sort of make like these tourism videos and then he would send mm-hmm. them to the local town office and they're like we need something for our tourism program this year or yeah. when he went to Azores I think it was like some islands out in Europe. He went there, he paid himself to go out there, but he made it like a travel video, like a tourist travel video okay. and he sent it to those programs and then when he was visiting places he would be like hey i am going out to this location like i already bought my flight this is the work i can do do you want to like help pay for it? and then they would essentially set up his entire itinerary for him because he provide. he's like hey i already have my flight booked like i'm going on vacation but i'm also willing to do whatever and that's how we kind of got into it so yeah, but yeah. that you're it yourself, and I think that's how you—that's how you have to get started.
1: Yeah, no. When I when I actually um, uh, got serious about videos and things like that, and photo and things, I, I would go up to restaurants and just offer free products. And yeah. if they really liked it, they could either pay me cash or pay me in products. And it was just—I mean, I was—I needed to practice anyways. So if they wanted to pay, it was just an extra.
0: But what I was doing is improving my craft. Yeah, just like a like a tip sort of deal. Sure. And then, so for Team Vision, uh, what do you think sets you guys apart from everyone else, from from your competitors?
1: Um, uh, definitely. Like I said, you know, there are no nine to fives. There are no days off. You know, yeah. if you know if somebody drops the ball, and by dropping the ball, I mean can't be there. You know, somebody else picks it up, yep. and somebody, and if somebody else, you know, can't be there, there's always someone present and that's literally after hours, that's weekends, holidays, Christmas, your mom's birthday, my mom's birthday. You know, it's it. we're, we're there. We're there to help you, you know, reach that exponential growth, that sustainable growth that you're trying to reach. Um, that that aggressive roofing training is also very important. Like I said, you can do a lot of virtual assistance. you know, you can pick up calls and stuff like that. But when a homeowner calls you pissed off about a certain thing that's going on in the roof, and you don't have that experience, how do you answer to that? You're just going to, you know, you're going to toss that ball around to somebody else and you're not going to get the response time you want. So we're there. It's also a service, you know, where you pay for a bit per build. So it's either you pay per square or you pay per house. But, you know, there's a lot of services. A lot of these companies don't have, um, don't work year round just because of weather and things like that. So the time you're not working, the time we're not getting paid. I mean, in this time that you're not, that it's not money going out your pocket. So there's, you know, there, there, are, there are a couple benefits to working with us. And it's, I think those benefits is what really marks the difference with other kind of, with other types of virtual
0: assistants. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, when you bring on other people besides are you managing the people that you guys bring on down there? Yeah. Um,
1: they get about, go ahead. I'm sorry. I
0: don't know. What were you going to say?
1: They have about a month of intensive training. And from there on, you know, it's just training every other day or little things every day. But yeah, we're, they, they got to know what they're doing. I mean, it's not, like I said, you know, if we're offering that knowledge. They have to have that knowledge.
0: Um. And then so kind of going on the topic we were talking about before, like you're more on, on the creative side, there's usually those stereotypes, like creative people aren't great leaders per se. Yeah. Um. So how did you get into, like, how did you learn how to like lead a team, how to be a manager? Because that's different. Like those are three quite different categories that you're in right now. Oh, yeah, for sure. One from the creative yeah. side, then you started this, and then you're also doing... Like managing a group of people, like those are the kind yeah. of people. I mean, I kind of not me personally. Yeah. They conflict sometimes. As a graphic
1: designer, early on, um, I guess I had a lot of I had the opportunity to learn from a lot of great um, supervisors, bosses, managers. Um, the companies that I, that mm-hmm. I worked with, you know, they 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 had the processes in place they took care of their people you know they they did what they needed to do and i'm always like my eyes always open to learn things like that yeah and so i guess i always had an example and i don't know i get like two jobs that i had before you know settling down with um and and working with team vision you know they've been every time you know you move a little bit higher in the in, in steps so you've like the last two jobs that I had, you know, I had one person under me, then two per two people under me. And so I guess with time, you you, you learn, you know, I mean, like I, like I said, trial and error is what works for a lot of people. Like I, you can have an example from someone who has been successful in whatever it is you're doing, but you know, it may not work for you, you know, it may not be the way you take care of things. So I guess experience, man.
0: And do you enjoy it or do you sometimes wish someone else would come in and take care of it all for you? Or do you, do you enjoy the challenge?
1: No, I'd be, I'd be lying if I said that, you know, some days, you know, it is, it is a little bit.
0: Yeah. Some days, some days, I think y'all have but that. I, As business owners, you're like, mm-hmm. why did I get myself into this? Like, why did I start this? Right. Um. Yeah. No, there are days where it, it gets heavy,
1: but not, nah, it's, it's, at least what i do i enjoy it. and teaching other people to you know accomplish what i can accomplish that's just great man that's it's it just gets you warm inside
0: <laughs> especially if they're doing excuse me the if they're doing photo editing like what's behind you if you're teaching right. them how to be a little bit more creative i mean i'm sure that is it, sort it of like is, double dipping because like very I- rewarding when
1: when they present projects you know it's like i needed to get you know i need an ad for team vision and I know it's in my head. And when somebody comes in and says, hey, I've got this idea and I've kind of worked this sketch out, it's just, I mean, it's very rewarding to me.
0: Do you guys ever like bounce ideas off of each other for projects? When it comes oh, that's, to- that's
1: all the time. I've, I showed you my office, but there's like lights and things. All, all oh time. yeah, no, I imagine. But we've got, um, there's actually in this office, there's four spots where everybody just gets down to work and everybody's in the same spot. You know, music's playing, they've got, whatever they can, they can do to just have that flow of ideas because sometimes yes, they're working on their own things, but when there are creative projects, like, you know, we need a commercial and, you know, we need a copywriter, we need an editor, a director, we need, you know, a director of image. So we get together and everybody's just in one space. So that's, I think they, even when they're working on their own space, I mean, I've got three empty offices right now and everybody's just inside one.
0: And then how do you keep things moving, though, because I when I've worked on projects similar to that it's sometimes we get so bogged down in the ideas and we get like so creative. It's hard to actually keep the project like moving in that in that direction
1: right you're you're bouncing
0: all over here and it's like the project just needs to move along like yes, there's going to be ideas, but always come back to the project
1: yeah yeah there are there are brainstorming sessions yeah, there are brainstorming sessions where you need to get one video worked out and you just you leave the session with four more ideas. So yeah, it's always fruitful. I mean, I, I love that kind of stuff. it's it, it really yeah. makes the work that you do in the future less work because it's I mean it's already there, you know the ideas are already there, everything's already in the environment.
0: Yeah, I mean that is I, I would love to get more into that down the line. We um yeah, that whole stuff. That's why like I, again, I'm filming on my Sony A7R3. Like I have a DJI drone. I I love doing that stuff on the side. Yeah, yeah, I know. I see I've
1: seen I've seen things on your page. Nice.
0: <laughs> and then what what has been driving you when you guys are doing like in, in your work, what really drives you to keep to keep going what, what's your commitment what's your drive um making easier process for this industry they, like industry wise that's what
1: drives me there is so much potential for companies to look so good and they just don't because they don't have either the right budget or they think it's too expensive or they yeah. think it's too complicated to get it done i mean it's not you know you can have your company in tip-top shape and it's not going to cost you a lot you know you just gotta yeah. find the right person to do it and this industry is very, its being re- revolutionized, you know, things, processes are coming. There's a lot of people investing a lot of money in apps and services and technology, you know, it's not the, the roofing industry isn't what it was five years ago or even or 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And other than that, I mean, I've got two beautiful children and that, you know, I don't think you can have better motivation, you know, it's where I guess we came up from not a lot, you know my, my parents always gave me everything they could um but i i want my kids to have everything that you know that they possibly could you know and i don't mean just like material things but yeah. i definitely don't mean material things but i think money opens up you know doors to to fruit like liberties so that's kind of where 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 it comes from
0: that's awesome but so thank you so much, Jorge. Um, I don't want to take up all of our time, but if people wanted to reach out to you, if they wanted to reach out to Team Vision, where should they go?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, we're on Facebook with Team Vision Management, but if you know you want to get a lot of information and maybe leave your data or your, your information there, you can go to yourteamvision.com.
0: Nice. Well, th- I'm glad we were able to finally do this, Jorge, and thanks yeah. for talking. For
1: sure, Andrew. Thank you for your time, man. I really appreciate it.